Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. It is Wednesday night, and we're on the road to wrestle. No. We're on the road to ruin. You are listening to live from the Armory Wrestling Radio Show. I am your co-host, Bunkhouse Bob. Joining me in just a moment will be my lovely co-host, the lovely Lady Laura, as always. I'd like to thank everybody for your continuing support. Uh, if you'd like to talk to us tonight, you can get a hold of us. Studio line is 213-816-1605. You can follow us on Twitter. We're at From the Armory is where we're located. We're also on iTunes. If you go to iTunes, go up to the search bar and type Armory. Go to the podcast link, click that, and you'll be able to find our show. We're also on Facebook, all that good stuff like that. Uh, but if you go to our Twitter account, you can find the links to our website, all the pertinent information that, uh, that you'll need to find us. And, of course, we're here on Blog Talk Radio every Wednesday night, 7 o'clock Eastern. Uh, really have a, a, a tremendous show for you. Uh, coming up uh, here in the 8 o'clock hour, we will have Shine Wrestling star Jesse Bell will be joining us. Uh, you might also know her from Ohio Valley Wrestling, uh, Covey Pro, and, and several other promotions. And uh, joining me right now in studio, of course, is my lovely co-host, Laura. How are you, Laura? Hey, Bob. I am doing great. How about you? I can't complain. I can't complain. Things things are going are going really good. Uh, weekend was good. I know you had an action-packed weekend, so, you know, big, big, <laughs> big weekend in wrestling. Sure was. Folks. Sure was. Can't. Go ahead, Laura. I know you can't, can't wait. wait. You're busting at the things already. I know. I know. <laughs> Colt Cabana and Marty DeRosa, and I, I know. You're going to, you're going to be all over it. You're, you're famous. On iPay-Per-View. Laura was on iPay-Per-View. I sure right? was. Yeah. That's, <laughs> I that's was. What I, thought. I, I know, I know. I saw you. I watched the iPay-Per-View. So I, 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 know that, uh, I know that you were there, and I saw several other friends of the show. I'd like to thank all the friends uh, that were at the $5 Wrestling All Gimmicks Needed iPay-Per-View on Sunday that held up signs and shouted and, and carried on. I'd like to thank all of them for their... Uh, continuing support of the show and and right out of the gate i'm pretty sure that colt cabana saw a sign for our show and made a comment that it seems like everybody's got a wrestling podcast these days (laughs) i don't think colt said that i think that he did if you go back and watch the replay i swear he said it okay well colt's a good guy can't uh, everybody loves colt can't help but to love colt I know. Everybody loves Colt Cabana. And most people, most people like women's wrestling. You like women's wrestling, right, Laura? Sure, I like women's wrestling. I like I like wrestling, period. You know that. I, I know, I know. I'm, and I'm a fan, I'm a fan of, of wrestling, men's wrestling, women's wrestling. But um, over the weekend, or this past week, um, the WWE made an announcement that Amy Dumas, uh, who is known as Lita, would be getting into the WWE Hall of Fame this year. And it kind of got me thinking about what is the state of women's wrestling right now. Uh, usually when I do some type of commentary, fans presume it's going to be all negative or I'm going to go off on a certain promotion. And that's not necessarily true, and, it, and, it, and it's not all doom and gloom, folks. Um, at some point, there was a shift in women's wrestling. Uh, 
right at the end of the Attitude Era, when when women's wrestling uh, and, and promotions stopped concentrating on the wrestling aspect and began to look more for women who were good-looking but didn't necessarily need to have uh, in-ring skills. Uh, women, I remember like Medusa Michelli, Bol Nakano, and Lita, were seemingly uh, replaced one by one uh, by Tori Wilson's, Kelly Kelly, Ashley Mazzaro's, those people. Um, just recently, this past year, when Raw was in Nashville, the Divas division, you remember this segment, Laura, was paraded oh, yeah. out to the ring for like a musical chair segment that made no uh-huh. sense to anyone except maybe to those in management. Uh, maybe it was just to let the Divas know their place on the card. Uh, don't get me wrong. Uh, there have been bright spots in mainstream televised wrestling. In 2013, before her TNA departure from maternity leave, Taryn Terrell and Gail Kim had a series of matches that if Taryn hadn't left, could have been the stuff that, you know, five-star match stuff. A lot of people were talking about it. I was one of them. Uh, With the WWE, I've always thought that given the right opponents, that uh, Tamika Snuka, A.J. Lee, and now unfortunately the the departed Caitlin uh, had major star power. Recently, the WWE has begun signing several women to to developmental deals from diverse backgrounds, uh, like arm wrestling, dancers, kickboxers, uh, trying to find that secret formula of beauty and talent. Uh, my suggestion is that my idea of beauty and corporate beauty uh, is not the same. Do you know what's beautiful, Laura? No, Bob, what is beautiful? Beautiful is Jessica Havoc kicking somebody in the face. That's beautiful. Well, uh, beautiful was uh, Mia Yim beating Chase Brown at uh, PWX. There you go. See, and there are quite a few talented female performers. Um, Angelina Love, Gail Kim, Mm -hmm. Sassy Steph, Leva Bates, Maya Yim, Amber O'Neill. Christina Von Erie, yeah, there's a ton of them. True women's wrestling is not dead, folks. If you look at Shine or you look at Shimmer or look on your local indie cards, uh, one of the best matches I saw in 2013 was uh, Tracy Taylor versus uh, Ribby Sky. My favorite so far this year uh, in female matches has been Jessica Havoc versus Allison Kay uh, from Shine 15. And... When I talk to the fans, the same issues keep coming up over and over. Uh, Talented stars not being able to shine, the matches being too short, uh, women who are just not that good in the ring are being pushed on us as if they are the saviors of women's wrestling. So what I did was I got on Twitter and I got on Facebook and I asked some some of people that follow me on Twitter and, and some friends on Facebook, I asked them what they thought about the state of women's wrestling today. And this one comes from at just a stupid mark. Uh, he says, a lot of great stuff out there these days. Damn shame the best stuff out there isn't on TV. Uh, at King Abraham 250 replied to me, nobody seems to care for it anymore. TNA uses the same two women, Kim and Rain. WWE has talent. It ain't what it used to be. Uh, at Comedy Fan 38 
sent me a message and says, well, there are many women currently on the indie circuit who are mega talented and could could do great things if given a shot. Uh, as far as WWE and TNA, there are some talented ladies on the roster, but there are also numerous ones that have no business in WWE or TNA, much less pro wrestling, just my opinion. So then I thought, started thinking, well, maybe if I flip the question around. So I asked fans what their favorite female indie wrestlers in their area were. And I got a couple of comments. Uh, at Smart Rage told me in the Atlanta area, there is a female wrestler named Pandora, that she was the only woman to have her a first blood match in Atlanta two years ago. And you can find her uh, uh, on Twitter, at Wicked Nemesis. And then at Angels Fan 2014 said, I'm a huge Amber O'Neill fan. And then one other fellow said, and this is at the Mosaic, said, I want to say Kana, unique, beautiful, ruthless, and masterful. Women's wrestling can be more if the fans demand more of women's wrestling. Uh, you know, I just think that there are so many talented women out there that are just not getting looked at because they don't fit the corporate mold. What do you think, Laura? Oh, I think you're exactly right. Um, you know, even Gail Kim, you know, she did fit the corporate mold, and Gail can wrestle. I mean, yes. her her matches with Awesome Kong and TNA before she left for WWE the second time, they were great. And I think that what the major companies are doing is saying, well, you're talented, but, you know, um, I think all women are beautiful no matter what, okay? If you've got a strong woman out there who's kicking butt, she's beautiful. No matter what, you know, your idea of beauty may be. She's beautiful. Right. She's out there, she's kicking butt, and she's doing her thing. And if the WWE would allow, you know, Natalia is absolutely wonderful. She mm -hmm. actually can wrestle. You know, they right. let Beth Phoenix go. I've not been interested in the Divas much since Beth Phoenix left. To me, she was the best one they had, you know, but they let her go, you know, whatever. TNA, I do see a resurgence here. They've got Lady Toppa. They've got this alpha female who just came in a couple of weeks ago. Wow. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Wow. That's all I can say. Yeah. Um, and I think, you know, with those additions, you know, and talking about Angelina Love and Velvet Sky, when they were the beautiful people, they were mean. Those were two yeah. mean girls, and they could fight, and they didn't care, and that's why I liked them. I just want to see, you know, I want to see a woman that can go out there and fight like, you know, I'm dating myself, but someone like, you know, Misty Blue Sims, mm -hmm. who was the NWA Women's Champion uh, in the 80s, who was phenomenal. Wendy Richter was phenomenal. Um, mm -hmm. You know, you got to talk about the fabulous Moolah and, and, you know, Mae Young, you know, those were mm -hmm. some tough old broads. And right. that's what we need. That's what women's wrestling needs. It needs people that can go out there and fight and they don't care. Like Leva Bates. Um, like an Amber O'Neill. You know, these are tough girls that, you know, who are very pretty, but they can fight too. 
so I think, you know, women's wrestling is getting, it's kind of like a novelty anymore. It's not like it, what it used to be, you know. It's like a novelty match, you know. You, you were talking about, uh, you know, Bulacano. Good Lord. Whew. If right. I saw her coming and I was a, a woman's wrestler, but okay, I, I give up. You can have it. I'm done. You know, she was tough. And that's right. what we need. And I know that, you know, the Bella Twins, and I can't stand them. I really can't because they just cannot wrestle. They're just up there for eye candy. If they could wrestle and look good, too, you know, that's great, whatever. But they just, and what is the redheaded chick's name who can't, see, she can't remember anybody's name, and I can't remember her name. What's her name? Eva Marie? That would be it. She's a joke. She's such a joke. You know, let people like, you know, they let um, Caitlin go. She mm-hmm. was wonderful. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, AJ, AJ's good. You know, she's she's good. Let these people shine. Let, let, let's let have a good Divas feud, you know. And, and let's not bring them in as someone's boyfriend or someone's valet or manager or, you know, whatever first. Just let them wrestle. That's what they're there for. That's what they... That's what you trained them for, and you're bringing them up to the main roster to be someone's arm candy. What what sense does that make? Well, unfortunately, Laura, you know, I think a lot of fans have become disenchanted with with televised, you know, women's wrestling for the very things that you said. You know, they're brought in as valets. They're brought in uh, as eye candy. They're brought in as arm candy, uh, you know, whatever the situation is, and the WWE or TNA or whomever would seem to be more interested in selling, you know, year-long bikini calendars, uh, you know, for photo shoots than what they are in actually giving these girls, you know, an opportunity to show their skills in the ring. I mean, you know, a lot of fans will complain about squash matches. You know, I hate to tell you this, folks, but, you know, it's hard to tell a story in three minutes. Impossible? No. Impossible, no, given the right talent. But to sit out there and, and expect somebody to convey a story in the ring within, you know, in a three-minute match, you know, it's just, you know, it, it, it's crazy, you know. And you can go on any form of social media on Monday night or on Friday night, and when women's wrestling comes on, or on Thursday nights, with the exception of a few of the stars, you will get the same comments over and over and over again. Bathroom break. I'm going to get something to mm-hmm. eat. I'm checking my Twitter. I'm doing anything but watching what's being presented in the ring. And the commentators, nine times out of ten, aren't talking about the match or calling the match. They are talking about what happened in the segment before or the segment that's coming up. So it's hard to present entertainment or present wrestling uh, when you're faced with those obstacles. So, you know, and, and there are a few, Gail Kim, Caitlin, and some others that have made no bones about telling folks how they feel, you know, the company is great to work for in the sense that the check goes into the bank account when it's supposed to. But if you're involved in a story, don't be surprised if you come to tape or come to TV and find that your match has been nixed your story has been washed, and you're sitting on the back burner to make way for, you know, the next big thing. So, folks, if you've got a comment about how you feel about the state of women's wrestling, give us a call, 213-816-1605. 
Uh, Ring of Honor had their 12th anniversary show this past weekend. I want to give you some results on it. Uh, and you can find out everything that you need to know, video on demand, so on and so forth, uh, with Ring of Honor uh, on, their web, on their website, www.roh.com. Uh, Caprice Coleman defeated Amasis in a pre-show match. Matt Taven defeated Silas Young. The Decade, which uh, consists of Strong, Whitmer, and Jacobs, defeated Mark Briscoe, Adam Page, and Cedric Alexander. Tommaso oh, Champa, yeah, I know. Tommaso Champa beat 2014 top prospect winner Hanson to retain the ROH TV title. Uh, Elgin defeated Raymond Rowe, who filled in for Matt Hardy due to travel issues. He was stuck in an airport and put out a bunch of uh, a bunch of videos on on Facebook and on Twitter over that. Uh, Jay Briscoe beat Michael Bennett. Red Dragon defeated ACH and Tadarius Thomas. AJ Styles beat okay. Jay Lethal. Uh, the Ring of Honor World Title match. Adam Cole defeated Chris Hero to, rain, to retain the ROH World Title. And in an unsanctioned Philly street fight, Kevin Steen beat Cliff Compton with a package pile driver on a ladder. So Which those are your ring. Cliff to get a huh? concussion. <clears throat> yes, exactly. Cliff has a concussion now, so yeah. Well, hold on, Laura. We've got a phone call here. We're going to see who this is. Okay, sure, sure. 864-864, you're almost live from the Armory. Hello, 864? And we're going to go back on hold because evidently 864 <laughs> didn't want to talk to us after all, Laura. I think I, I, know know, that, I think I know who that is. <laughs> I think I know who it is too. I know you've got some uh, some Dragon Gate results. I do. I, unfortunately, I did not get to watch the Dragon Gate uh, pay per views uh, because, for one, I was at Five Dollar Wrestling. For another, Saturday was like the day from hell for me, so I did not get to. So I do apologize to everyone for that. But I do have the results. Um, the first night was Revolt. Um, Tim Daunts beat Chris Dickinson on a re- uh, reversal of a second razor, Razor's Edge attempt. Hmm. Shine Champion Eva Lee beat Sue Young. My BFF Caleb Conley beat Yosuke Santa Maria. I'm not exactly sure <clears throat> if that's a Japanese Mexican wrestler or a Mexican Japanese wrestler. I'm not sure. Uh, like I said, I didn't get to see it. Uh, the Gentleman's Club beat the Rivado Brothers. Boo. Via disqualification. Um, <laughs> former NFL linebacker Quinn Ojinaka. Uh, why do I always get the hard names to pronounce? Um, he he was the unnamed man who appeared that night and is the Bravado's bodyguard. So my boy's got a bodyguard a of, now. So I know, I know there was a lot of speculation as to who was going to show up. That's that's interesting. That's that's who did. Uh, Rich Swan beat Anthony Neese. Mr. A beat Fire Ant and Shane Strickland in a three-way match. I bet that was a good. The Evolve champion, A.R. Fox, beat Drew. Is it Gulak or is that how you pronounce his name? Gulak, yes. Okay. You can pronounce it any way you want to, Laura. Okay, well, don't tell me that. Uh, to retain the Evolved title. <laughs> the Dragon Gate uh, USA champion Johnny Gargano beat Trent Beretta. I bet that was a good one, too. Um, the second night was, I believe, called Way of the Ronin. 
And uh, Blake Edward, uh, let's see here. Uh, let's see here. Is this, no, it's not the same one. Never mind. Uh, first matchup I've got here is uh, my BFF, Caleb Conley, defeated Tim Donst. Um, Blake Edward defeated Jay Freddy. <clears throat> uh, Yosuke Santa Maria defeated Ethan Page. Uh, Jigsaw defeated Fire Ant. Uh, Trent Beretta and Tony Meese, the premier athletic brand, defeated Shane Strickland and Rich Swan. Two-on-one handicap match. Moose defeated Xavier Fate and our good friend Earl Cooter. And some breaks, Earl. Um, opened the United Gate Championship uh, tag team match. The Bravado Brothers defeated the Gentlemen's Club, who is Drew Gulak and Chuck Taylor. And there was a title change. Your new Evolved champion is Chris Hero. He defeated A.R. Fox. Um, really? Johnny Gargano, yeah. That's that's pretty big, I think. Um, Johnny Gargano retained his Open the Freedom Gate uh, championship when he defeated... Roderick Strong. Okay. Sounds like a, two good uh, cars. I uh, hate I missed them. I, I, I'm continually, even though he's been pro for, I believe, like 15 years now, I'm continually impressed with Roderick Strong. I mean, he just phenomenal he, he to me. He was great at PWX. He, yes. he really, really was. I mean, he, he he's going to be a superstar one day. Well, the clock's ticking on the young man, so if something's going to break for him, I hope it breaks pretty soon. I mean, I understand that he's young. He still has still has youth on his side, but, yeah, right. absolutely phenomenal talent. Mm-hmm. Let's see here. I did, uh, I did contact, because we had a Wildcat Wrestling had a show this past weekend, Laura. They had one on Sunday, and mm-hmm. I was unfortunately unable to get down to Metairie. Uh, but I did contact uh, Luke Hawks uh, about the show at the Grace King Auditorium. Um, and Luke has been a former guest on our show. If you'd like to hear his interview, you can go to our archive and check out the Southern Stompers uh, interview, Luke Hawks. Uh, I asked him, I was specifically because he was telling us about uh, the young guys coming up and people he had uh, helped train, and they're making their debuts at this particular card. And the guys that he was referring to were Sosoro, Danny Flamingo, and wildcard Jay Spade. Uh, Luke told me, and this is a quote right from Luke, quote, they did great, stole the show, Bob. In my 14 years, I have never seen guy or guys have a debut first match and steal the show like they did. <laughs> so keep an eye out uh, for those names coming up on the indie scene because I, I, trust, Luke's ne- I trust Luke's word. And uh, if you get a chance, you can check out Wildcat Wrestling. Uh, go to uh, www. I believe it's wildcatsports.com is is their address. So keep an eye out for those names. And I thank Luke for uh, giving me the heads up on that. Yeah, Luke knows his stuff, doesn't he? Yes, ma'am, he does. Well, let's talk about XWW. Um... Their debut is going to be on March 30th. They're going to be at the Cape Skating Rink in Indian Trail, North Carolina. 
right now there's only two matches that are scheduled. There will be more. We'll talk about those as it gets closer to the time. Uh, first one up is Stroh uh, versus Sephiroth. If you've never seen Sephiroth, go Google XWW. Uh, go look at it on YouTube. It's he's it's indescribable. Just go look at him. Um, second match has been signed so far is Belton Creedmore versus uh, Fireball. Two great competitors. Should be a good match. Okay. Um, next one. Next one. Talk about Milestone Wrestling March eighth at the Hickory National Guard Armory in Hickory, North Carolina. I'm going to do my best to go see this because um, <clears throat> I missed the five dollar cluster. Pardon my French. Fuck match. Um, the last time, and they've signed the Young Guns versus the Angels of the Ring. The Donnies, Big Donnie and Little Donnie, are going to team up against Belton Creedmoor and Mad Dog. Mike Levy and Terry Houston are going to tag team against Rusty Rodriguez and Trey Chaos. And there's going to be a 10-man over-the-top-rope barbed wire battle roll. Ooh. <clears throat> Participants are John the Psycho, King Jeremy Snaker, Big Donnie, Little Donnie, Belton Creedmore, Mad Dog. There'll be more um, signs. Let's see, Mike Levy's going to be in it. Terry Houston's going to be in it. Uh, Rusty Rodriguez. So this should be pretty good. Um, the main event's going to be a <laughs> – this is what you need to get in on, Bob. A yep. no-rope barbed wire barefoot thumbtack pot of gold ladder match for the Smash, Smash Mouth Championship. <laughs> <laughs> my feet Cold hurt already, 45. and I haven't even. My feet hurt already, and I haven't even stepped in the tax. <laughs> you and this fascination uh, with seeing me writhe in pain is just not right. <laughs> haven't I always no, been good to you, Laura? <laughs> haven't I always treated you, you good? <laughs> Why do you want to see me in a no rope barbed wire barefoot thumbtack? <laughs> Exploding ring, ring of fire, 10,000 light tube, <laughs> death match. I didn't say anything about the light tube. I just think that, I think somewhere deep down inside there's a hardcore wrestler that lives inside of you there, Bob. So um, I think you should, you know, have the chance to live that out, you know? Uh, it's not that the offer hasn't been made. It's just my constitution right now is really weak. I'm I'm weak in the knees over a couple of things. So, yeah, I, I got to save well, myself <clears throat> for a little. Well, that that main event is going to be Colt 45 versus Maniac Mondo. Very and cool. And we're talking all. And like I said, I'm going to do my best to get down there. Um, it, it seems like it's going to be a wild night. Um, Vendetta, Pro, Vendetta Pro Wrestling presents Shamrock Slam Saturday, March 1st, the Boys and Girls Club of Simi Valley, 7 p.m. bell time, the Ballard Brothers versus Creep Show for the Vendetta Pro Wrestling Tag Team titles, Vintage Dragon versus Buddy Royal. There's other matches. You can uh, find all that out at www.vendettaprowrestling.com. Very good. Folks, we're going to run down a bunch of events. I told Laura before we got on the air, I, our, the calendar is slap full this weekend, and you're, you're going to hear them as we rattle them off because we feel it's important 
let you know about shows that are in your area or indie shows that you might be able to get to to help support indie wrestling. Um, another one of those would be CWF Mid-Atlantic is holding a two-night tag team tournament. This takes place uh, Friday, February 28th, this Friday, and Saturday, March 1st, from the Mid-Atlantic Sportatorium. Bell time on uh, both of these nights is 7 p.m. Uh, it is a PWI tag team tournament. There are a whole list of names on here, and I'm not going to run down the names. I'm just going to tell you that there are teams that have been announced from various promotions, ECPW, NCWA, Mid-Atlantic, On Point Wrestling, Evolution Pro, and many other promotions. There, there were just way too many names to list on here. We'd be talking for 20 minutes about names. You can find out all the information on this tag team tournament for CWF Mid-Atlantic at their website, www.cwf247.com. Awesome, awesome. Um, let's talk some $5 wrestling. But before we do that, I do want to mention something. I um, spoke with one of the Cutter Brothers today on Facebook, super nice guy. He, um, They do a lot of things in St. Louis Anarchy. Um, they've got a full weekend this weekend. Check out St. Louis Anarchy. Um, they were supposed to wrestle, I believe. Um, no, that's the 1st of March. Never mind. Um but and then go check out um there's going to be it <clears throat> sorry going to be St. Louis Anarchy check that out the the Cutter Brothers great little tag team that was well, they're not little but great tag team go check them out promised them I would uh give them a shout out but let's talk some five dollar wrestling we charging these folks for this stuff we're going to start charging these we need to start charging five dollars ourselves for these shout outs we we need the five dollar live from the armory. That's right. We we need to set up a bank account and charge people five dollars for these free rubs. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> well, my Sunday started out by um going and meeting up with uh Terry Houston and his girlfriend Crystal. Hey Crystal, I'll give you a shout out. Bob will charge you five bucks. Um yeah. went down to uh the El Patron. I got there a little early because the wrestlers were coming in and everything and um Ran into Jake Manning, and he knew my name. Really? Yeah, that, I couldn't believe it. That, that evil Jake Mandy. Yeah, evil Jake Mandy knew my name. Very cool. So, um, saw, um, uh, ran into Freight Train. He was talking to Crystal. Had a lovely mm-hmm. little conversation with him. He was so proud of himself that he got 63 people to say they were coming to Five Dollar Wrestling, and he'd sent out invitations on Facebook. Really proud of myself. Talked with him. Got to talk with Marty a little bit. Talked with uh, my buddy Big Donnie. Had a wonderful time. Set with um, photographer extraordinaire uh, Josie Morgan. Also set with Crystal. Um, The the show started with um, Mr. Sleaze coming out. And I was supposed to have baby already to put on him, mm-hmm. but did not realize that there was like a seal there on the baby oil. Yeah. And if it hadn't been for Crystal, I never would have gotten it off. So we poured baby oil on him, and there he was, all baby old up, and he wrestled dynamite. Their gimmick was whoever lost the match had to wear a dress. Right. <clears throat> During intermission and have their picture made with the fans. Well, right. dynamite won. 
sleeves, put on the dress, and since Caleb Conley was at Dragon Gate this weekend, he was not able to fulfill his normal duties as ring announcer. So Mr. Sleeve stepped in for him wearing the dress, and he started announcing the program, and Marty said, hey, you need to do it in a lady's voice. Folks, if you've not watched $5 Wrestling's All Gimmicks Needed um, iPay-Per-View, go do it. It's worth price of uh, paying for it alone to see sleeves uh, in a dress in a woman's voice. Yes. Announcing each match. It's hilarious. Thoroughly um, entertaining. It, it really was. He, I think he was he a good sport show. about it. He was a good sport about it, too, which made he, it even funner. Yeah, he, he really was. He was such a good sport about it. He told one guy that if he didn't shut up, he would give him a lap dance. The guy <laughs> shut up. <laughs> good stuff. So um, the next one uh, was a little bit of, um, I don't want to say a clusterfuck, but this was like, um, it was a $5 wrestling match. Um, um it was a Vince Russo um, on a DVD on a pole match. Yes. Which was um, um, Marty DeRosa's idea uh, yes. for a match. And it, it consisted of Storm Maverick, the Green Machine, Samoa Joey, and King Jeremy Snaker. Before, um, you, before you go any further, for record... I just want to say that Joey Samoa is the scariest man in $5 wrestling for all of the wrong reasons. I'm just saying that right up front right now. There's your free rub, Joey Samoa. There's your free rub. It's Samoa Joey. Whatever. Well, someone told me, um, one of my friends told me that he does things for, I think it's AIWF, and Samoa Joey was on one of their cars, and he had that place rocking. I bet he did. <laughs> well, as the, well, uh, Tom Maverick won. He got the Vince Russo DVD, but Samoa Joey in the green machine after yes. the match, Colt said, you're not done, so... Samoa Joey runs over and, and stomps on him and kicks him, and it was just, um, yeah. I think you're right, Bob. Um, we've got Mass versus Mass. We've got one Horn Liger, who was recently put on probation at Five Dollar Wrestling for being too good. Yes. Uh, versus the American Idiot, Mass versus Mass. Mm-hmm. Interesting match. One Horn Liger did a lot of um, aerial moves. There for one time, I thought he was going to actually hit the you know the light fixture, but he didn't. Yeah, um, aerial American assault. Idiot won. Yes. Yes. Yeah. American Idiot won. One Horn Liger had to unmask. The next match was probably the best match on the whole card, which was the Pinata Lego Death Match, which featured Terry Houston, Colt Forty Five, Little Donnie. And Mike Levy. Lil Donnie was showing me where Terry had hit him at Milestone a couple of weeks ago. Yes. 
and it was it was not healed. It was not fully no. healed. No, the man had stitches in his head. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, the man is nuts. He's nuts. Yeah. Um. Anyway, you know, the Legos come out. Mike Levy has like a carving fork in his boot. Um. They had a somebody. I think had a grater. Um, I think uh, Colt 45 brought, brought out what looked like, you know, a diorama. It was like a piece of uh, floral foam with plastic forks in it. Mm-hmm. Um, Terry Houston in the, you know, I mean, it was like, it was brutal. It was so very brutal. Uh, suplexes, um, they would, they body slammed people on Legos, thumbtacks, you name it. Terry Houston had taped it. He grabs a handful of Legos and tapes them to his head and headbutts, I believe. Um, Colt 45. Colt 45, yeah. Yes. So in the end, it was Terry Houston coming out on top, and he probably got the biggest pop of the whole night. He did, I would and uh, say he probably got a bigger pop than freight train. Yeah, he he did definitely he did, and and I and I watched um, I watched on Monday. I watched the replay, and and I sent Terry a message on this, and, and both Colt and Marty made it a point to show um, the um, show the milestone wrestling cards. Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. You know the trading cards. And yeah, they did. They sure did. Also, um, I'm sorry. Also, they 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 basically said that Terry Houston right now is the most popular wrestler in five dollar wrestling. And I, I did want to say this: after watching that match, you know, and for whatever people want to say uh, about five dollar wrestling, these guys gave it their all. And one guy to keep your eye on would be Colt Forty Five was very impressed with him yeah so keep keep an eyeball out keep an ear out for that that particular talent yeah he's he's the milestone champion right now yes so yeah i mean milestone was in the house as a matter of fact i got to talk to jason dentino uh at great length he was showing me the mashup he made of the five dollar clusterfuck match mm-hmm. um it, that you know terry houston is no joke folks is no joke. That man did something to his foot in that match, but was out greeting fans afterward. He was bleeding. He was still bleeding, and he was out there greeting fans. So, I mean, um, he's no joke. Um, the six-pack challenge, which turned into a two-pack challenge because of I'm not exactly sure what happened, but there were some other people who were supposed to be in this match, and they did not end up being in the match. I'm not sure okay. what happened. Not, I'm not going to speculate on that. But it was J.C. Steele versus Porkchop Cash Jr. Yes. Porkchop Cash was very angry. He came out there and said he wanted some competition. He mm-hmm. was tired of wrestling trash, basically. And... Um, Laura, go go on with those results for a minute, okay? Hold on. You go on. Keep on going. Okay. Um, Thank you. Uh, J.C. still won, got two cans of cola. 
the stepladder match, Red Solo Cup versus Raider Rock. Red Solo Cup won. Raider Rock at the end, um, hitting with the stepladder. Very interesting match. I did get a message from Raider Rock. Um, he he has a feeling that 2014 will mark the end of Raider Rock. So take that as you will, folks. It's from Raider Rock. Two out of three falls match for the $5 wrestling title, Big Donnie versus Jeff Hart. This was so good. The first fall was the first man who could chop their opponent 13 consecutive times. Took a little while to get going, but they did get going. Um, second fall, well, first of all, Big Donnie won that fall by chopping Jeff Hart 13 times. Second fall was the first man standing. So they both had to get on their backs, and uh, Jeff Hart won that even after Donnie punched him in the face. <laughs> yeah. Um, and I'll I'll wrap this up. Um, the I Quit match, Jake Mandy versus Freight Train. Uh, Freight Train won. He beat that evil, horrible Jake Mandy, and he even tried to make up with Jake Mandy, and Jake wouldn't have anything to do with it. do want to man- mention really quickly that Big Donnie, at the beginning of his match and at the end of the match, called out Cliff Compton wanting a straight out of Compton 2. So, ladies and gentlemen, I took a picture with Big Donnie with my Cliffy Don't Surf towel uh, as a message to Cliff saying, you know, the fans want it, Big Donnie wants it, we want a straight out of Compton 2. The ball's in your court, Cliff. That was it. Very good. Very good. And like I said, I watched the replay on Monday. Uh, For anybody that makes a joke of it, uh, you know, best $5 that I spent. That's, That's all I got to say. Laura, I, I just I received a message, and um, I have a very special guest on the phone, folks. I'm going to bring her in real quick. Uh, I've been looking forward to this phone call. Joining us uh, on the phone right now, live in the studio, is uh, none other than Kaylee Sutton, also known in certain circles as Allie Parker. Allie, how are you this evening? I'm great. How are you? I'm doing just fine. I'm doing just fine. I, I I understood somebody had sent me a message and said that that you were going to call into the show, and that you had you had something that you had wanted to say to me. Yeah. Um. Thank you very much for sticking up for me against Stu. Stu is, you know, he's mean sometimes and he says mean things, but um, I appreciate you sticking up for me. Um, just like my Sutton boys are always sticking up for me against these bad guys and mean people like Stu Stone. So I appreciate you and all the other fans that stick up for me and, you know, fight battles for me. I love it. It's such a good gentlemanly thing you're doing. Well, I, I am completely humbled and flattered, Allie. It was not a problem at all. You're right. You know, somebody has to make a stand somewhere. And my whole point was is, you know, Stu Stone let putting his hands on a woman, that's just uh that's just not cool. And then, you know, he tried to be derogatory and say some things about you and to be honest with you, I just wasn't having it. You know, I'm not gonna have it. And I'll tell you exactly what I told Mr. Stone was is that if he thought that it was a good idea to ever put his hands on you again, that I would go out to Cali myself and I would go to championship wrestling from Hollywood 
I would go out to the Oceanside Pavilion, and I would bounce Stu Stone like a lowrider in a Dr. Dre video. That's exactly <laughs> what I told him. I love it. So, you know, I just don't have, I just don't have I just don't have time for guys that that do that type of thing. It's just not right, especially to a a lovely and talented lady like yourself. Oh, thank you. Well, he also tricked me a little because I I was thinking that he liked me, and then here he like had me going, and I was like puckering up and all kind of. Not going to lie, I was a little excited because, you know, I'm not used to these Hollywood men. And then here he, like, he switched it on me, and he he just tie-faced me, and, and then his guys were mean to me. And I, I we, at that point, were just done. My, my brothers couldn't do anything. So, you know, he's just he's just not very nice. And I'm not going to say I still don't think he's very – he is a very handsome guy, and had he – played his cards right maybe we could have had something but i yeah. guess uh i mean you know his his, his loss is my gain his loss is my gain that's the <laughs> way i look at it oh hold on a second ali there's somebody trying to buzz in i'm not i don't recognize this number uh 818 uh-huh. you're on with uh live from the armory wrestling radio show this is bunkhouse bob I mean, I honestly thought this was going to be the last time I would have to deal with this, Bob. But this is Stu calling you back here. Uh, you know, I thought that this was going to be the end of this saga, this bad episode of Bold and the Beautiful. And here is this. Uh, is she crazy? She's calling in. This has got to end. This has got to end. And as far as your theory about, like, you know, guys should never put their hands on a woman, I mean, listen, it's 2014. I'm not going to judge what you do in your personal life. You know, I like to put my hands on women sometimes, but uh, I'm not going to judge you for what you do in your personal life. Uh, You like to keep the company of men, women, animals. I I don't care what you do. But you guys guys need to stop. You guys need to stop. You know, uh, uh, every time you open your mouth, it, it gets back to me. Every single time. She had it coming. We've already discussed this. And what did I do? I did nothing. I was I stayed out of the way. I did nothing. And you you tricked me. You tricked me and made me feel like you had interest in me and, and you were mean to me and naughty. And you said terrible things about me last week about some sort of group on Groupon? I didn't even. I don't. That is terrible. Okay, I can I can explain to you what that means. A Groupon is when a group of people all come together and they all you know it's extra savings for everybody. Like if I just had a regular coupon and I was by myself, I might be able to get a tube of toothpaste for eighty nine cents off. But with a Groupon, a whole group of us can put our coupon power together and get a really good deal. So that's what I was implying. I was implying that me and a bunch of my buddies. We're going to be getting together and having a great time. Hmm. Well, they're not necessarily not my... my buddies. They're not necessarily my buddies. They're people that you casually meet through these kind of sites. You know what I mean? Other people who like to, to save money. That's dirty, Stu. What are they I'm saving sorry. money on, Stu? I don't understand what they're saving their money on. Well, they're not saving money on car insurance. <laughs> not... I'll tell you that much. I'm not selling anything here, so I'm not sure what you're what you're trying to say. I'm selling oh. to get a coupon discount for. 
No. Now, Bob, I noticed that you're not really saying anything now. You're all tough talk when I'm not on the line, and now I'm here, and you, I can't hear anything you're saying. Get him, Bob. Did, I, did we lose Bob? Is he hanging on a Dr. Dre video shoot set? I hope not. Um, Bob, are you there? He's I think he's speechless. Right now. I, I, wow. <laughs> Maybe he's speechless. I, I don't know. Uh, Bob, hello. Did you? Oh, he, you know what he might have done, Stu? He might have, you know, packed up the car and is heading out to California. <laughs> well, you know, uh, I, I hear that a, Honda, a Hyundai Sonata is a very spacious vehicle. Hopefully it gets good gas mileage and he can get down here sooner than later. I'm curious to meet this man, especially since he thinks that men have no business putting their hands on women. Maybe uh, Bob finds me attractive. Maybe that's what this is about. He wants to put his hands on me. He keeps saying it. You, you know, he wants to drive all the way down here. If this isn't a catfish kind of situation. He knows what I look like. I don't know, you know. <laughs> I'm beginning to think Bob has a thing for me. I'm thinking that Bob may have a thing for Jewish men. Well, you know, you are rather attractive, Stu. You I can't are. argue with that. I can't argue with that. You guys are very sweet. And, uh, Allie, I will say this. Uh, you know, I, what, what happened on the uh, TV show, it's, uh, it, was for, it was for the entertainment of the people. You know, everybody got a great kick out of it. It was a real hilarious joke. You know, maybe in the future you'll be on, uh, you know, the other end of playing a joke on somebody. You know, people play jokes on each other all the time. It's part of uh, being a part of the fraternity of wrestling. You know what I mean? It was yeah, just a but joke. You don't lead somebody on. You know, you don't lead somebody on. <laughs> think of this, you know. I don't know what she's saying. He's a leader on her. He's such a, what he does. He's a big shot Hollywood guy that just leads girls like me on that are not used to getting that kind of attention. Well, I mean, because you're used to hanging out with your brothers all the time. I understand that. Uh, you guys got that whole flowers in the attic thing going on. But, uh, you know. Oh, good Lord. <laughs> there, there are, there, you know, there are guys that exist out. You don't have to just be related to everybody that you kiss. You know what I mean? Uh, you can go outside the family tree. Do. There is a stereotype. I apologize. Uh, I, I'm willing to resolve this situation, though, right now. I mean, I think, quite frankly, uh, you sound really hurt by it, uh, Allie, Kaylee whatever uh, you're going by these days. You sound hurt. You sound very uh, disappointed. You sound upset. And, you know, that's not my intention. Deep down, I'm a, I'm a good guy. And, you know, I don't want you to be upset. So if, uh, you know, if, if I can apologize and you're going to accept my apology, then we can move on from this. And then I never have to hear Bob make uh, Dr. Dre video threats. I mean, <laughs> the guy's got one line. I've heard it six times already. It was funny the first time, but like the sixth time, it's like, get a new writer. Get a new writer. It's Bob. You know, he needs help. So, I mean, he he comes up with something good, he sticks with it. I guess so. I I guess so. I thought it was clever. Uh, (laughs) I'm back. Oh, oh, wow. (laughs) Look who's who's back from the dead. Yes, I'm back from the dead. Unfortunately, we had some microphone issues here in the studio, and I've heard everything that you've had to say, Stu. And it, it's just not, it's just not working. Okay, 
Now, I don't know what it is that, that, that you do out there in, in, in SoCal other than, than uh, berate and, 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 and say terrible things to women. I don't know. You might be a used car salesman in your part-time. But this little pre-owned, this pre-owned, pony pre-owned. Show, yeah, I know, pre-owned, I know, whatever, used. This little dog and pony show that you're pulling off, this doesn't float. So if I come out there and you have, what's that eight-foot wonder of the world that you got standing over top of you taking care of business? What's his name, Othello? Is that right? Yes. yes. I will take That's... him and use him as a broom after I get done wiping your wiping the mat with you, okay? I'll just broom, use him as a broom, we'll shuff you off, and we'll get everything taken care of. <laughs> and maybe when you're done doing that, maybe when you're uh, done doing that, uh, you can come do my floors, my kitchens, my bathrooms. My house is a bit of a mess. I was having a bit of a party, uh, you know, while you got the broom. I can't I, I can't take any more of you. I, I just can't. The whole, the whole purpose of this was to have Allie come in and, and for me to talk to Allie so before I end up uh, losing... All right, I have an idea. Lewis I have an idea. I have an idea. I have an idea. I'll be a mensch here, okay? That's, uh, that's Jew yeah. talk for I'll be a gentleman. Yeah. I'm, I, why don't you just proceed to talk to Allie? I'll just be here. And if I you know, happen to hear some indiscretions in what she's saying, then I'll make an objection. But I'll try to be objective about my objections. And you, know, you and her can do your thing. And I'll just kind of be a third-party witness. Well, that that sounds pretty cool, and the and the really cool thing about being the host of the show is is that I can do that, and I can talk to Allie, and I don't have to hear you because I can just simply put you on mute like this. I would like so, to hear what oh, he has to say, though. So, so don't put him on mute because if he does uh, some, have something important to say, we may want to hear it. I mean, uh, I don't know. How can you put me on mute? Can you hear uh, me? See, the magic of radio. The magic of radio. I thought it was, I thought it was muted there for a second. That's uh, that's the worst thing you can do to me. That takes away all my yeah. special powers. Folks, I'll be I'll be good. Today. I'll behave. And folks, if you if you're just now joining us, we've got uh, Stu Stone and Allie Parker from Championship Wrestling from Hollywood. Um, I've got another interview that's coming up here in just about five minutes. Why don't you two good tell luck, us good, where we can find you? Good luck. Good, good luck following this. Yeah, I know this is this is something else. <laughs> why don't why don't you tell the good folks how we can find Championship Wrestling from Hollywood? Is that me? Is that my cue? Am I off mute? You're off yeah, mute. You are. That was directed. That was directed to Allie. Fair oh, enough. Okay. Fair enough. Um, I think Stu should take this. Oh, see, you see, leave it to leave it to her to ask a man to do the job for her. That's fine. Yes, Championship Wrestling. Championship Wrestling from Hollywood is on Mav TV. Bob watches it in slow-mo sometimes when I'm on the screen. Uh, you can set your DVRs, your TiVo, search for Championship Wrestling from Hollywood. You can also go on YouTube. You can go to HollywoodWrestling.com, and you can see all of the action. And sometimes, if you're uh, really lucky, you can catch some of the stars of Championship uh, Wrestling from Hollywood performing comedy right here on Hee Haw, also known as the Live from the Armory podcast with my good friend, Clubhouse Bob. <laughs> Thank you, Mr. Stone. I certainly appreciate what little time you were able to give to us this evening. I know that you're a busy man, and I hate to see you rush off. But... <laughs> Fair enough. Fair enough. I've got ShamWows to sell. Yes, sir. Thank you very much for your time this evening. <laughs> Take care. You too. Bye, Stu. <laughs> there goes Bye. Mr. Stone. Allie? Uh, yes, Allie, sir. are you there? 
Okay. Allie, I'm I really appreciate I appreciate you taking the time out of your busy evening to call in and talk to us and I would really, really love to get you on this show uh so that we could do an interview with you at some point in time in the future. If you could work that into your schedule, that would be great. I would love that. Just let me know when. Okay. Could you do me a favor, Allie? Could you record a bump for us and just say something like, this is Allie Parker, and you're listening to live from the Armory Wrestling Radio Show? No problem. You go when you're ready. Okay. This is Allie Parker, and you're listening to live from the Armory Wrestling Radio Show. Thank you so much for being with us tonight, Allie. No problem. Thank you for having me. Not a problem. It's been great. I'll talk to you soon. Okay. Thanks, bye. Allie. Thank, Thank you. you. All right. Bye. And there goes Allie Parker. Always nice to have people like Allie and Stu be able to call into the show. I apologize for there was some <clears> type <throat> of audio. There's some kind of glitch going on with the main line. I don't know what it is. So imagine I had to grab that. myself. Yeah, imagine that. Blog Talk Radio strikes again. What did I say? I jinxed this, Laura. What did I say before the show? You did. Oh, everything's going just great. (laughs) Everything's fine. Everything's going great. I love it. Blah, blah, blah. Hold on a second. Can you hear me on this line, Laura? Not very well. Okay. I'm going back to my other line. It's a good thing that I take that. Okay. I'm going back to my, I'm hoping that I've got enough battery to uh, to pull this out, and I'm hoping that everything else works because we are going to go on and make a phone call right now, and we are going to get Jesse Bell on the phone with us. Also, this would be this would be great. Hold on here, just one second. Once again, we do our professional <clears throat> live call. I hope these other issues are not going to interfere with this because if they if they do, Laura, I'm going to go nuts. Yes, you are. There's no doubt about that. I hear the phone ringing. Mm-hmm. Hello? Hi, Jesse. Hi, how are you? I'm doing fine. It's Bunkhouse Bob, and you're on live on the air, on the live from the Armory Wrestling Radio Show. How are you today? Awesome. I'm doing phenomenal. How about yourself? I'm doing okay. Right before we called you, I had a problem with uh, the main line, the main microphone. We've had some issues with uh, Blog Talk Radio over the last two weeks, and I just told our co-host who's on the phone with me, Laura, uh, that if we could not get this phone call to go through, that I was probably going to have an aneurysm. Oh, no. <laughs> I'm telling you, it's it's crazy. It's been crazy the last week that, the whole system shut down this week now. My my main line isn't working, so I'm on an alternate phone. Can you hear me okay? Yeah, I can hear you fine. Great, great, great. I, I wanted to thank you for taking time out of your schedule. I know that you're extremely busy and, and being with us tonight. And I first learned about you over a year ago, and I started talking to you and, and mentioning some of the work that you were doing in Ohio Valley Wrestling. And when we scheduled the interview and, you know, I did a little back work and all that, I didn't realize just how many promotions that you've wrestled in. I mean, you've wrestled oh yeah, Fire, I'm famous. Fire, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Firestorm, Blue Water, NWA, Jersey Championship, RPW, Covey Pro, and a bunch more. And yep. there was something funny. 
there was something that was really funny, not funny, but I found interesting, and you can correct me if I'm wrong, but your pro debut match, you lost to Sassy Steph in 2010. Is that right? No. Okay. Well, then the the source that I have is incorrect, because it said that you lost your debut match, but that's that's not a not a big deal. Um, My debut match promoter, was a um, an intergender tag match, um, and I don't remember the name of the guy, but it was in Memphis, Indiana, at a flea market, and uh, the woman in the match was Diane von Hoffman. Okay, okay. Well, then I I I had it totally wrong then, and I apologize. But my my question going into this was is that in reading through the promotions that you've been in, you've had great success uh, everywhere that you've wrestled. Did you expect that early on in your career to have the success that you've had? Absolutely not. Um, Honestly, when I first started wrestling, I literally, like, I loved wrestling, um, and I'd always watched it when I was a kid, and um, I met a guy who was a wrestler um, who ended up, I ended up marrying him, and we ended up getting divorced, but Regardless, like, he was a wrestler, and uh, when I first met him, he was like, oh, I'm a wrestler, and I'm like, no, you're not. And then when I found out that it was to independent wrestling, because I had no idea how to get into it, you know, like, I literally thought Vince McMahon just found people and put them on TV, and, uh, like, I, I had never heard of independent wrestling or anything like that. And then when I got into it, my my only goal was to um, – to wrestle at the few small independent companies that I was a manager at. Like, I never had any idea or aspirations of making it as far as I have. Now, one of the things that I noticed, I watched some tape on you on some different matches, and what really impressed me was is that in some of your early matches and and, and throughout up to now uh, is that your move and counter move sets that you do, and a lot of women don't use that early on. Was that something that you concentrated on or something that was really a big part of your training, doing, you know, the move-counter-move deal? Um, you know, I trained with pop, my pops, you know, Tracy Smothers, of course, and then one of the top female wrestlers in the world, Mickey Knuckles. And uh, so, uh, like, at that time, like, early on in my career. So I really had to uh, step up my game. I've always been extremely athletic. So, you know, I, I guess I just, like, picked it up and learned really quickly um, and I'm extremely, like, flexible, and uh, and I'd like to think that I'm creative. So uh, I guess that all had a part with, like, my moves and counter moves that I, that I went, went to. And watching some of the work that you did in Covey Pro, uh, I like not only your ring work, but your fan, actu- fan interaction is really great. And in one video that I watched on YouTube, I can hear you in the video saying, people like me important people like me, you must not be important, saying that to a fan. And I was just wondering, <laughs> what, what's the craziest thing that you can remember a fan saying back to you while you're interacting with them? Um, man, there, there has been so many crazy instances, especially wrestling in uh, West Virginia and Eastern Kentucky and Tennessee and stuff. Probably one of the uh, one of the things that sticks out in my mind was uh, I told this little girl that she was she was lying and I was gonna tell Santa and she's getting coal for Christmas and she looked at me and looked at her mom and she's like I'm not really gonna get coal for Christmas am I? <laughs> <laughs> That's good stuff. 
good stuff. <laughs> I know that uh, I know that Laura, uh, who's on the line with us, has a couple of questions for you as well. Sure. Hey, Jess. Hey, Jesse Bell. How are you doing? I'm doing awesome. How are you? Pretty good. I just want to say I absolutely love your accent. Oh, thank you. <laughs> I have one too, and I love southern accents. They're great. Um, you held the Covey Pro title for a year, and who was the toughest opponent you faced, and what was it like to defeat Mickey James for that title? Um, it was it was pretty amazing uh, to be able to to defeat Mickey James for the title because when I was growing up watching wrestling, you know, I was obviously a uh, I was a big Mickey James and uh, Trish Stratus fan, so, you know, I grew up watching her. Never in my lifetime I would have imagined that I would be in the ring with her, let alone beating her for a title. Um, and as far as the toughest opponent that I ever faced at Covey Pro, that would have to be Nyla Rose. And, and, and we haven't even, like, had a, uh, a singles match yet, and, uh, like, just in a couple of three ways, and she's definitely, like, that is one strong broad. I'm telling you what, like, uh, there's there's definitely an epic battle to come with me and her, I'm sure, especially, uh, granted, our history and our past together. Hello? Yeah, I'm here. Yeah, are you there? Okay, I just want to make sure because it just went, it went completely, uh, I, I do apologize for that. My phone just kind of went completely dead, and I thought, oh, gosh, I'm lost. Sorry about that. And speaking of Mickey James, who's a former WWE Divas champion, what would you like to see the WWE do better with the Divas division and to have that division to be taken seriously again? Well, <laughs> that is a really good question because um, basically the women's division at WWE right now doesn't really have too much respect for good cause with um, some of the women that they try to highlight um, as a main part of their roster. I think for them to have more respect, instead of looking at hiring models and actresses and reality show girls or just really pretty girls, you know, I think they need to look on the independent scene and look at more at girls, not just like me, but like Mickey Knuckles, like Jessica Havoc, like Madison Eagles, like Soraya Knight, you know, like a lot of the girls that are in Shimmer and in Shine and stuff. I mean, because if you want women's wrestling, you're going to watch Shine and you're going to watch Shimmer and you are going to see, I mean, not taking anything away from those girls because some of them are beautiful, but you are going to see girls that can wrestle circles around, I would say, absolutely anybody except Natalia Neidhart in in WWE, and I've said it multiple times that I would love to see a, a feud spark between Sarah Delray, who um, is now their women's trainer, and Natalia Neidhart, because you want two women that can wrestle and bring respect back to women's wrestling, you got it right there. Folks, we've got uh, Jesse right. Bell on the line with us. Uh, our studio number is 213-816-1605 if you'd like to speak to Jesse. Um, Jesse, can you tell us uh, a little bit about uh, your pops working with Tracy Smothers and and some of the things that that you learned from him and a little bit of that? Wow, um, 
you know, it's it's literally just absolutely amazing being able to be in the car with him. You know what I mean? Because you hear so many stories from the good old days, and anybody who wrestles will, will tell you, like, the 80s and the early 90s. I mean, that's when wrestling was hot. Everyone was still a family. You learned so much about how to um, attack your opponent, how to handle the crowd. Um, I was... What I was taught was you never back down from a fan, and if a fan steps out of line and they try to, like, they come across the barricade at you, you lay them out because if you let them get away with it and you don't do anything to them, they're going to think that they can get away with it with the next person. So you put it in their mind that that might not be the best idea that they ever had. Um, but he basically, you know, taught me how to take care of myself, how to earn respect, you know, in this sport that we call wrestling. And, um, and you, what to do, what not to do, what works, what doesn't work, you know. Right. What's one of your favorite road stories that you can remember uh, Mr. Smothers saying or telling you? Oh, there's too, there's literally too many to choose from. I mean, we have been in riots. We've like we've had people jump the barricade and like and and charge us at the curtain and stuff like that. Uh, there's just so much crazy stuff that you know you wouldn't believe. That you're like, it's just a wrestling show. No, like <laughs> it's way more than that. There is just so many things. I mean, if you ever just like pop to pop, you know, like it'll blow your mind, like, the things that have happened. He's told me stories, uh, so many about, like, I got, there was this, I cannot remember the wrestler's name, but they were at a Waffle House, and it was my pops and his partner, Steve Armstrong, and this, uh, these two other guys, and, like, uh, there were some fans that were at the show, and they're coming up and, and giving one of the guys, like, this hell in his face, just, you know, not giving him, not not letting it go. And at one point, the guy, like, <laughs> stopped eating his food, grabbed the dude, and threw him through the window, you know. And Dang. he's told me stories, yeah, he's told me stories about bar brawls where they had to fight their way out of, like, bars through hundreds of people, you know, just three or four wrestlers. Um, he's told me stories, I mean, my, you know, Pops has a, a great relationship with, like, the Armstrongs and stuff like that, and he's told me stories about Bullet Bob Armstrong coming out and, uh, like, when his son and, like, one or two other guys that they were traveling with, like, were about to get jumped by a group of people, like, multiple people, Bob Armstrong coming out of the van with nunchucks and, like, literally beating everybody up like you'd see in a karate movie, and, uh, you know, because, <laughs> so, I mean, there's just so many. Have you have you have you been in a situation uh, like that? I know that you, in the territory that you're wrestling in, fans can be extremely passionate, can be extremely vocal. Have you ever had anybody that's really came up to the barricade and gave you hell about something? Oh, absolutely. I've, <laughs> there's been multiple times where, okay, for instance, I was wrestling in West Virginia, um, and I had my match earlier, and then later on in the match. I was uh, I was out at ringside with Pops, and he was wrestling Loco the Clown, and they were going all out through, uh, you know, through the bleachers and stuff. They went outside of the barricade, and I stayed inside the barricade, of course, because, you know, there was like 300 and something people there, and they did not like me. You know, I'm all about <laughs> fighting one or two people, but, like, I right. can't fight 50 no matter how tough I am. Well, this one woman, there was those three of them sitting together, and uh, this one woman hauled off, and she spit a loogie on me, like, and it hit me in the shoulder, and I literally, before I could say, and Nikki Knuckles was on the opposite of ringside from me, because she was out there with Loco the Clown, but the 
uh, the clause on the contract was she couldn't put her hands on me unless I interfered in the match. So she was on the opposite side. So this woman spits on me, and before I could say, I dare you to do that again, her friend spit on me too. So I just looked wow. to the side, locked up a big loogie, and spit across the both of them. Well, there you go. No, <laughs> right? So no sooner than I do that, they grab the bear cage, throw it up, and they come charging at me. So I just took about three steps back because Pops, he always has his, uh, his big stick that his flag's wrapped around. So, I mean, it's basically like a log that's like two and a half, three feet long, maybe like um, six inches uh, in circumference. So I reach back and grab it, and I'm like, y'all come on. I'll knock your dentures straight back to Kentucky because we're in uh, West Virginia. So uh, Mickey ran over and got in between us and then trying to talk some sense into him or whatever. But after the match, after the show, because that was the main event, these women called the cops. <laughs> All right, they called the cops, and I didn't even know that there was a little kid that got hit by the guardrail that these women threw out of the way. So they basically throw the guardrail back and hit some little kid in the face with it. And uh, so there, I have to stay at the show, and like I'm a little bit annoyed because I've got a six-hour drive home, you know, and I'm sitting here having to wait for these cops to talk to these fans before they come back and talk to me. So. Cops come back after they've been talking to these women for like a good 40 minutes, and they're like, Miss um, Smothers, these women tell us that you spit on them and then you kicked the barricade at them, which injured this kid, and, uh, and that you hit one of them. You mind explaining yourself? And I was like, Actually, I do. I don't really have anything to say to you, but if you can walk right over here, this is a televised show, and you can watch the TV. <laughs> so the cops come and watched back, you know, the main event and saw what actually happened, and the two women got arrested for falsifying a police report. And, wow. Uh, and, wow. Yeah. <laughs> and then there was another time in Tennessee. I was uh, I was in Lebanon, Tennessee, and uh, I was at ringside with Vic the Bruiser and Corey Williams, and uh, this uh, this woman had been reaching out and trying to grab me over top of their cage. So I told uh, I told ring security. I was, because I was getting ready to go and cause some trouble, but I told Ring Security, I'm like, hey, this woman right here is trying to grab me. You need to walk between me and the crowd wherever I go. And they're like, all right. So, like, right after I told them that, I start walking over to the other side of the ring. Well, they walked down one side of the ring with me, and as I turned the corner, they turned around and walked back the other way. Well, as soon as they turned around and walked back the other way, this woman grabs a hold of the top of my shirt, which I had literally just spent $380 on this custom gear. So I'm really pissed this happened. But um, the top had, uh, it had, like, laces through the front, you know, that has kind of like a tie to it, and she rips it, and I go down, and she ripped the eyelets out of it. Well, when I come back up, I literally forearmed her in the face as hard as I could, followed up by like an uppercut and a punch. So I busted this woman's eye socket out, bloodied her nose, like messed her up pretty good in like three strikes before they had uh, Victor Bruce, Corey Williams, the referee, <laughs> the referee, two or three guys on ring security, and, and they ended up having to lock empty out all the bad guys from the locker room to surround me to get me out of there. So that was another situation. Um, but there's been just way more than, I mean, it's crazy. <laughs> Damn it, girl. You're you're going all out on them now. I know, right? Well, folks, that, that goes to show you, if you think that you, it's a good idea to grab a hold of Jesse Bell or grab a hold of any wrestler and expect not to get something in return, you may want to rethink that. Uh, no, I will feed you your teeth. 
straight up. I'll feed you your teeth. I don't care. I don't care because what what people don't know about me is that before I started wrestling, I was a criminal justice major in college. I need eight classes to have my bachelor's in criminal justice. So I know for a fact, number one, 98% of all wrestling shows are being recorded. So as soon as you put your hands on me, I have a right to defend myself. And under self-defense, I'm going to whoop your butt. <laughs> That's good information to have. I wanted to uh, wanted to switch gears for a minute and talk a little bit about TNA. Um, TNA recently announced that it was severing ties uh, with Ohio Valley Wrestling. Um, what was the mood in Ohio Valley when that announcement came around? Um, you know what? Everybody was just like, we're just going to keep on keeping on. Ohio Valley Wrestling has been a staple in independent wrestling before TNA, before WWE, and it will be afterwards. OVW is where superstars go to train. We still have the best training, you know, one of the best training places in the country. We are still under under watch by all the top companies in the world. You know, like I've had people contact me from Japan, contact me from um from England, you know, like multiple places overseas because they saw me on Ohio Valley Wrestling. They have a great TV. They have great trainers. You know, it's, uh, we're just going to keep on going. You know, like all the talent's still there. Um, the few people that chose not to stay that were with TNA, they left. The other pe- There's other people that are still, like, with TNA that are choosing to stay because they know that that is the best place for them to be to compete against the best competition and to learn and to perfect their craft. Well, that that kind of brings me right into the next question because I, I was kind of confused about this and I was hoping that you could clear it up for me. How is it that current TNA roster stars um, are listed in on the roster for Ohio Valley Wrestling? How does that work? I mean, I know like Jesse Goddard is listed, Lady Tappa is listed as the women's champ, but yet these she is signed because they're still there. Right, they're still here. How, they're how, still they're still doing shows. Right. Just because so it, just because TNA pulled out doesn't mean they have to leave. They're they're given okay. the choice on whether or not they want to leave or not. Okay, okay. I was just curious. I wasn't sure how that quite worked. I mean, I know that the TNA recently, uh, you know, signing some uh, independent uh, wrestlers, so on and so forth, have asked them not to perform at other independent shows. So I thought it was just kind of strange, and I I just didn't know how that worked. Well, I mean, there's a big difference in, you know, multiple other independent shows in Ohio Valley Wrestling. You know, they don't want them competing on shows with, you know, uh, wrestlers that aren't properly trained and, and they risk getting injured and so forth, you know, when, when they're paying them and they, and they need to be on their TV. But at OVW, you've got the best people that are on the independents or they've came from here. What... What were your thoughts, Jesse, on the on the gut check segments that TNA ran, and how was it viewed by folks in the OVW locker room? Um, you know, I actually really liked the gut check um, segments. I think that they should still go on because they're showcasing talent that might not otherwise get seen. You know, like, I thought that was a brilliant move by TNA. It was something that was unique. It hadn't been done before by anyone else. You know, they owned that, you know. 
So, I mean, I thought it was a great idea. And it just gave everybody at OVW a reason to step up their game, you know. Uh, and, and whenever the trainers, there's people like Al Snow and Danny Davis and so forth, thought that, you know, hey, maybe this kid could do it. Maybe this kid can do something. Then they were given a gut check opportunity. So it, just, it was something that showed that hard work and perseverance paid off. Were you ever approached? at any point in time about participating in one of those gut check segments? <laughs> I was not, and I'd like to, uh, you know, whatever it be, I'd like to consider myself as having dumb luck, dumb bad luck and bad timing because right around when um, TNA was coming into OVW and I knew it ahead of time, I was leaving OVW and I was moving down to Florida. So, that's not saying I'm absolutely positive that had I stayed with OVW and not moved down to Florida for a year that I would not have, you know, that I would have gotten an opportunity, but you never know. So I believe that whenever they see something in me that they like, that I'll get a call and I'll at least get a dark match, you know, and I'm okay with that. But like I told you earlier, I've already done so much more than I ever could have dreamed of with wrestling since I started, like I wanted to wrestle at like three or four small companies in Kentucky, and I've I've basically got to travel around this entire country, you know, and work for the top women's promotions in the world here, you know. So, so be it. If I get called up, and if I get a chance, if I get an opportunity, if I get a contract, that would be absolutely awesome. And if I don't, you know what? That's okay because I tried my best, and I did pretty darn good. You seem to have a better outlook on it than than some. I know that there there are a few that are they're just waiting for that call and waiting for that call that just eventually never comes, and you know their outlook starts to sour and so on and so forth. But you have a really positive mental attitude about the whole thing, and I, I tip my hat to you for that because we've talked to to quite a few wrestlers over you know over time, and and it seems that you either get get it one way or the other. You you either look at it positively or negatively? Yes, yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. Well, I think, you know, I honestly think that happiness is a choice. Um, and and life is what you make it. So you can always go around being, uh, oh, my glass is half empty and I only did this and I only, you know, I never did this and this is why this didn't happen. And you can go around making excuses and being upset and feeling sorry for yourself or you can look at, you know, look at things from the positive light because there's always a positive side to everything. You know, you either have your health or you have your natural ability or you have your good looks or you have your family or you have somebody who loves you. You have a job. You have a car. You know, you have your five senses. You have the ability to move and walk, walk around by yourself. But, you know, there's always, there's always somebody there that's going to be worse off than you are. And you, I think you should always, like, focus on the positive. And I honestly believe that if you have an, a goal and you're willing to absolutely just do whatever it takes that you can achieve it. And if not, you know, it shouldn't be the end of the world because you have so much more that's going for you. It could, I'm always like, it could always be worse. You know what I mean? Like, I'm, I'm a pretty lucky girl. I'd like to think that... Genetically, I'm a pretty decent-looking girl. I have a family that loves me. I have, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm talented in some aspects, maybe not in others. Uh, you know, I have all my senses. I have a job. I can pay for what I need. I have a roof over my head, and I have food in my stomach. So really, at the end of the day, if you have all that, why do you have something to be so miserable about? Amen. Amen. That's, very, very that's a great cool to outlook to that. have. That's, that is a really great outlook to have. 
uh, if more people in life had that, the world would be a better place. That's for sure. Um, I think so. Definitely. Um, I know Bob is going to ask you about Shine here in a little bit, um, but I wanted to know how the S&S Express came about. And I know it's, it's pr- probably pretty uh, self-explanatory, but um, how did the name come about, too? Um, well, <laughs> me and Sassy Steffi was in a six-way uh, tag match. It was me, Sassy Steffi, and Joseph Bynum, who's also another absolutely phenomenal, extremely talented woman who's former TNA. And we were going against Heidi Loveless, Luscious Latasha, and, uh, oh, you know, honestly, for the life of me, I can't remember who the other girl was. But we ended up being victorious in that match. And me and Sassy just seemed to click really, really well in, in wrestling and how we work together. And then, you know, Sassy's from Ohio, and she's good friends with Nevaeh, who is also a and just amazing, incredibly talented, uh, talented wrestler. So we all decided, hey, we need to work together. So you've got Sassy Steffi, uh, Jesse Bell Smothers, and Nevaeh. So Sassy, Nevaeh, and Smothers, or Smothers, Nevaeh, and Sassy, however you want to look on it. And we're on an express trip, an express ticket to certain victory. So I reckon that's where it came from. Awesome. I love that. I mean, also, we're like, I'm really big friends, uh, or <laughs> friends. I am actually friends with, like, Bobby Eaton and, and Ricky Morton, but I'm a huge fan of, you know, the Rock and Roll Express and the Midnight Express. So, you know, we tried to try, like, try different ways of, like, putting our name together and stuff like that. And, uh, and of course, Sal uh, and, and Lexi was like, well, what are you guys going to call yourself? So we all kind of, like, got together and brainstormed, and that's what we came up with. So it, it just worked. I knew I liked you because, <clears throat> for a reason, and you love the Rock and Roll Express. I love the Rock and Roll Express. Hey, that is awesome. Um, speaking of tag teams, um, do you like working in tag teams, or do you prefer being solo? You know, I absolutely love tag team wrestling. <laughs> I mean, do you all look at it this way. I trained with my pops. He <laughs> was having the Young Guns, the FBI, the Southern Boys, and I also trained with Brian Dobbs, one of the Nasty Boys. So I, like, learned the ins and outs and just absolutely everything about tag team wrestling. And when it's done right and it's done with people who really work together and who absolutely just understand the ins and outs of wrestling, it is just so much fun. Like, I literally get giddy and excited talking about it because it is just some of the most fun that you can have in wrestling. Whether you're being nice or not, it is just the absolute best. Well, I, I wanted to, uh, yeah, it does. <clears throat> I, wanted to talk, I wanted to talk some more about Shine, Jesse. Early in the program, I was talking about the state of women's wrestling, and we were bantering back and forth about a few things. And there's a lot of talent on the Shine cards. What's it like for you wrestling in that environment on a Shine card? Man, um, I would I would honestly say that Shine is probably I am the most nervous and absolutely on edge when I am at Shine just because of the 
absolutely insane amount of talented women that is on that roster. I mean, when you look, I mean, you had Bonnie, you had, uh, you had freaking uh, Mercedes Martinez, you got all the Shimmer Girls and Soraya Knight and Lucisto and, and Evelise Velez, and I mean, you have all these girls who, you know, as a as a wrestler, like, these are the women that you watch, that you study, that you admire, that you aspire to be able to compete with. And you just, man, I'm there, and I'm, like, on edge. I'm stepping up my game. I'm training hard. I'm watching videos because I don't want to mess up. You know, <laughs> you know what I mean? I mean, I would be way more nervous if I was having them, like, watching me rather than anybody other than Natalia Neidhart WWE's roster. Like, I could literally give two farts less what the Bella Twins or AJ or, or the freaking, uh, I, you know, I honestly, like, don't care enough to know who all's on the WWE roster right now because 98% of them are so terrible. And as far as I'm concerned, they couldn't lace my boots. So I don't care what they think, but when it comes to shine, dude, I am, like, <laughs> just purple and blue and worried about, like, what these women think of me and if they think I'm a viable competitor, if they think I'm good, you know, if they if they want to wrestle me, if they don't want to wrestle me. Like, these are women that I look up to. You you said something that really caught my ear was, do you, even after being in the game for as long as what you have and, and the big matches that you've had, you're, you're still a student of the game. Did I hear, did you, do you study tape on your opponents? Do you study or go back and watch the matches? Absolutely. The only way that you're ever going to get better is if you're you're willing to study. And how are you going to go into a match with somebody you've never met? I mean, because there's constantly times where I get called and I'm like, hey, can you come to Rhode Island and wrestle this person? And I'm like, yeah, sure. Well, I don't know how well I'm going to do if, like, I've never heard of this person or seen any of their things. So the first thing I'm going to do is pull up some YouTube on them. You know what I mean? Right. And you never, like... The day that you think you're done learning in wrestling, you just need to quit wrestling because you never stop learning. You never stop learning. Ricky Morton, Tracy Smothers, Bobby Eaton, Kevin Nash, it doesn't matter who you talk to. They're going to tell you you never stop learning in professional wrestling. And the day that you think you do, you might as well just quit and not retire because if you haven't made it and and made your living strictly off wrestling for, for 20 years, then you can't retire. You can quit. Now, I don't want to fill you full of, of, of purple and worry over this question, but who in Shine would you like to have a singles match with and, and why? Mm, that is such a loaded question because there is so many. You know what I mean? Right. Like, I would absolutely um, love and see now – I know the first round of the tag team match that me and Sassy are going against Christina Von Erie and Mischief. Mischief is somebody who I would love to have a singles match. But I'd also love to work with Fisto. And I would also love to work Mercedes Martinez. And I would also love to work with uh, Angelina Love. Like, there's so many just extremely 
crazy talented, hardworking women on that roster. Then ultimately, I just want to work with everybody. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like because you learn from each match. Like I've had, I've had, I've been in matches where I'd, I'd have somebody in a hold, and I think, man, getting out of this, and they do something so crazy and get out of it, and I'd be like, fine, that's good. But I learned that for the next time that I get in it, and I don't think I can get out. You know? Like it's insane. There's so many great women that are on that roster. I want to wrestle with just about all of them. So basically what we're talking is we need to have the, uh, the Jesse Bell tournament where Jesse faces the entire roster. I'll take them all on. <laughs> That's probably not in one day because there's some women there that will, I'm sure they give me a run for my money. And there's some women there that I don't think that I can win against. But, I mean, you bet your bottom dollar that I'm going to give it everything I got, too. Now, this, this Friday, you and Steph are, are wrestling in, in the tag team tournament, as you mentioned, and we're going to, at the end of the night, we're going to crown the first ever uh, Shine Tag Team Champions. Can you give us some thoughts on, on, on the tournament and, and what it means uh, to have that, those tag team titles? Oh, man. <laughs> it's just, I mean, Shine has been going on for a little over a year now, right? Right. So, I mean, next, I mean, I compare them right there like neck and neck with Sharon. I'm not going to say which one's better because they are both phenomenal women's wrestling companies with absolutely amazing workers. But to be the first ever tag team champions, the first ever Shine tag team champions, that's something that doesn't, I mean, that's always remembered. You know what I mean? They're like, right. you know, when... It looks back upon it and be like, these people were the first ever tag team champions. I mean, I know that me and Sassy have been training. We've been watching tapes of, you know, like older matches from like the 80s and 90s. We've been studying our competition because I don't know if y'all have looked up some of the tag teams that are in there, but there are some um, just, wow. Some of the tag teams that are in there, I mean, <laughs> it's just, it is amazing the talent that is on this, that is on this card that are going for these belts. Well, you know, I certainly, I certainly think it's probably going to be one of the crowning moments of Shine. Uh, I know that this is something that a lot of the Shine fans have asked for for a while, and getting, uh, you know, tag team uh, championship and having a tag team division in Shine, uh, because like what you were saying, the card on any Shine show is loaded from top to bottom with some incredible women wrestlers. So I know the fans like myself of women's wrestling. Are, are excited, and I know others have been talking about it as well. So I think it's nothing but positive. And, and in my opinion, my humble opinion, I think Shine right now is the premier promotion to see quality women's wrestling. Absolutely. Jesse, I really want to thank you for, for being with us tonight. Um, you want to give our listeners your social media info so that if you know, people can, can follow you on Twitter or find you on Facebook? Absolutely. You mind if I pitch the, a few shows that I might have coming up, Go too? Go right ahead. I, I All right. That on my, that's my next question. But you can pitch <laughs> it any way you want to. Awesome. Okay, guys. If y'all want to follow me on Twitter, it's at the number one, Jesse Bell, J-E-S-S-I-E-B-E-L-L-E. If you want to follow me on Instagram, because you never know what kind of crazy pictures I'm taking and posting, it's at the number one, Jesse Bell, 
85. You can follow me on, uh, I'm working on getting my Facebook changed over to a fan page, but uh, you can definitely subscribe to me. It's under Jessie Bell. And um, I'm just going to throw you guys a few dates that are coming up over the, uh, over the next couple of months. And if you miss it or don't catch it, you can always find it on Twitter or Facebook. Okay. So this Friday, of course, is Shine Wrestling in Ybor City, Florida. This Saturday, I'm going to be back for the Ohio Valley Wrestling Saturday Night Special where I have a women's championship match against TNA's Lady Tapa. On the 6th of March, I have uh, TWA, which is going to be at the Green Acres Flea Market in Louisville, Tennessee. On the 7th, I have NWA Smoky Mountain in Kingsport, Tennessee. On the 8th, I have UCW in Union City, Tennessee. On the 15th, I have Ohio Valley Wrestling in Moorhead, Kentucky. On the 20th, I'm back at TWA at the flea market. The 21st, I'll be at Resistance Pro in Chicago, Illinois. On the 22nd, I will be at RWA in West Newton, Pennsylvania. On um, the 29th, I will be at UIW, Universal Independent Wrestling, in Villa Rica, Georgia. Um, The 18th, of course, is going to be Shine in Ybor City. That's in April. And then uh, I have, for my Texas fans who have been wanting to know when they can see me, on the 5th of May, I'm going to be at RWW in San Antonio, Texas. And um, I'm not mentioning all the repeat shows because you can see those later. And then coming in July, I will be back in San Antonio, Texas on the 11th, which is a Friday. And then on the 12th, I'll be returning to NWA Top of Texas in San Antonio. And if you guys follow me on Facebook, follow me on Twitter, you'll know whenever I'm returning to TWA, RWW, to Resistance Pro, to uh, RWA, to UIW, to all these amazing shows. Take a breath. My God, you're the hardest working woman in <laughs> professional wrestling. No, I try to be. I tell everybody my pops is the hardest working man in independent wrestling, so I'm just trying to follow in his footsteps, you know? <laughs> my goodness. My goodness. I knew that I think you you're had doing a good time. job. No doubt about it. You are you are stacked up with dates for shows and we will get uh we we report on a majority of the shows that, that you talked about, you mentioned and we'll certainly pass that on to our fans and our listeners. And we'll also put your uh, your links up uh, on our website tonight after the show's over with. Jesse, I really appreciate you taking the time to be with us tonight because I, I tried getting you on, like, I don't know, a year ago, and you were just so busy and I was so bummed. But it's been really, really great having you on the show tonight. No problem. Thank you for having me. I've enjoyed talking with you all. Can you do me a favor before you go? Sure. If you could record a bump for us, if you could just say, hi, this is Jesse Bell, and you're listening to Live from the Armory Wrestling Show, that would be great. Sure. Hi, y'all. This is Jesse Bell. Okay. (laughs) You can go. I was getting ready to say, you can go whenever you're ready. Hi, y'all. This is Jesse Bell, and you're listening to Live from the Armory Wrestling Show. Jesse, thank you so much for being with us tonight. I appreciate it. Love it. Oh, you're welcome. All right, thank you. Thanks, you have a great Jesse. evening. All right, bye, y'all. Bye now. Bye. <laughs> Man, that was great. I that was her. awesome. Awesome. That I, was awesome. She is. She is absolutely adorable. I mean, she. I mean, she. You know, and I mean that in the best way. She's just. She's more southern than I am, and I thought that was, you know, 
that's a big stretch to you know to have a, a, a more southern accent than I do. I love it. She calls it wrestling. I love it. I love it. And she she takes after you. You say wrestling. I say wrestling. It it all works out. Yeah, it does. It all but works yeah, out. She, she was awesome. And 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 listen, people, if you see her at a show, you know, don't be think she's girl and I can do whatever. No, 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 no. No, she, <laughs> oh, girl, she, will uh, knock you out. <laughs> that, that is no lie. She uh, she definitely uh, had learned from one of the best, or has learned from one of the best, in an age where, uh, you know, it it just wasn't acceptable. I mean, you know, we we've talked to uh, wrestlers from that era before that talked about fan heat, you know, and and barely getting out of arenas with you know the the bag they carried in. You know, and, and right. excuse me, you know, and it's no slight, you know, the, the area that she wrestles in, you know, where she was talking about West Virginia, Eastern Kentucky, this, that, and the other, there are generational fans that are very passionate. And, uh, you know, for a while, Jesse Bell did use the, the Smothers name. Uh, and I've seen some videos, boy, where the fans were just off the charts. Off the charts. Not That's sure. all I'm going to say. That's all I'm going to say about that. And uh, I want to try something real quick, Laura. Hold on here. Sure, sure. Can you hear me, Laura? Barely. Okay. All right. It's a good thing that I had my phone sitting beside of me, and I wanted to read down, and I apologize to, to the listeners, I wanted to read down that shine bracket that I had it on my phone, so uh, I couldn't switch off my phone to get to the bracket information, this, that, and the other, but, you know, it's water under the bridge. Yeah, she covered that pretty well, though, you know, talking about, you know, being the first, and she's got a point. You know, it's one thing, to, you know, to be, you know, the tag team champions, but to be the first shine tag team champions, I mean, that's going to be, that's something will stick with you forever, you know? It's a pretty big deal. I mean, you know, yeah. to be the first ever, and nobody can, nobody's ever going to be able to take that away from whomever wins. So, um, folks, what we're going to do is I want to do, uh, because there is such, you know, Laura and I talked about this before we went on air. I, I don't remember a busier weekend in wrestling, and we would be doing you a disservice if we didn't at least mention the other cards that we know of uh, that are going on at least for this event. Um, and I I report Bob, and I know that you had you're you're fading out. Can you hear me now? I can hear you now, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. All right. Um we really did a disservice by, by cutting that report back and or cutting it short. And what I wanted to say to the fans was uh right before we had Stu and Allie on if you have a chance to go to highspots.com and spend $5 and want to be entertained uh, for two hours, that's where you want to do it. Uh, go to highspots.com, you know, and it, and it legit is 5 bucks, uh, And it's probably the best $5 I spent. Um, I got a little bit of uh, harassment from some folks. Folks sent me some messages and say, you know, you're an independent wrestling show. You know, why would you, you know, why would you want to watch $5 wrestling? You know, everybody makes fun of it, blah, 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 blah. 
And I've said it before, folks, and I'm going to say it again. You may doubt some of the performers' in-ring skills, but there is no doubt about the passion that they have for the wrestling business. And these are folks that are just trying to make a little living, and to them and their families and to their children, they are wrestling legends. So before you go bashing and to the fans. Yes. Before you go bashing something, take the time to check it out. It, I was thoroughly entertained. Thoroughly entertained. So And you know that, that was the best time I've had at wrestling. And you had said that at the last show that you had went to for them. I did. And I, I mean and I from September to now I have actually befriended a lot of the five dollar guys. And these are the best people in the world. They really are. Um, Big Donnie, you know, in the ring, he's so, but he's a sweetheart. Little Donnie is so hilarious. He had me laughing the entire time I talked to him. Um, Raider Rock is very passionate about what he does. He has Raider Rock fans. I mean, they're chanting Raider Rock, you know. They love Raider Rock. And Jeff Hart, too. I was giving Jeff Hart hell. He was talking to me about Canada whipping the USA in the hockey match in the Olympics. And he was giving me, I was giving him hell up in the ring. I stood up and I was pointing my finger at him. After the match, he came and shook my hand and said, you know, Laura, that was a lot of fun. Yeah. And I think that's where everybody misses out. It's it's about having a lot of fun. It is about having fun, and professional wrestling has a tendency to take itself way too seriously. This is yeah. a, the, It was a fun match uh, with uh, Donnie and Jeff Hart. It was, you know, there was a lot of tension between Earth, uh, Freight Train and, and Jake Mandy. He's not calling him Jake Mandy anymore. He's calling him Jake Mannon, I believe is what Colt said. Colt and Marty were absolutely great. Um, I got to talk with them. I ended up with Sleaze's dress. I have the dress. <laughs> he gave, he handed it to me, and I'm like, <laughs> I may, you know. Um, handed it to me, and I'm like, what am I supposed to do with this? And he looks at me, he says, what am I supposed to do with this? And I'm like, okay, I get your point. <laughs> so, fair enough. Fair enough. Fair you enough. Know, but, but, you know, don't down this because – if you can just cut loose and have fun and not worry about, you know, if Daniel Bryan's going to get his WrestleMania moment or whatever, just it's a lot of fun. And if you'll just, you know, let yourself have fun, you'll love $5 wrestling. And, you know, it's like Bob said, don't knock it till you try it. Absolutely. Did want to mention uh, our former, the guest that was just on, Jesse Bell. Shine 17 on WWNlive.com, Friday, February 28th, from the Orpheum in Ybor City, Florida, 9 p.m. bell time. Shine Championship, Ivelisse defends against Mercedes Martinez. And as we talked to Jesse about, the first ever Shine Tag Team Champions will be crowned in an eight-team bracket tournament. You don't want to miss this one. Now, I think this one's going to be for the books. Uh, I have a sneaking suspicion that Jesse and Sassy, the SNS Express, will be in the finals match. 
I, I do have that feeling. Um, the all the info uh, for that event you can find at www.shinewrestling.com. And we're going to talk about Pro Wrestling Express. They're presenting March Madness Saturday, March first, um, at the McKees Port, Pennsylvania Wrestleplex, uh, seven thirty bell time. We've got Jack Pollock versus Ryan Rain for the Pro Wrestling Express title. Bobby Beverly versus Matthew Justice for the TV title. There's going to be a battle royal. Love those things. Uh, for the a Three Rivers title shot. If you want more information about those matches and who's going to be on the card, um, go to pwxwrestling.org. That is correct. Uh, Jesse mentioned this uh, particular promotion. She wrestles for them as well. NWA Smoky Mountain Wrestling presents a night to remember. This is on Saturday, March 1st from Rogersville, Tennessee at the National Guard Armory. 8 p.m. bell time on this card. Uh, Damian Wayne versus the prodigy Vince Brent. Uh, a grudge match featuring uh, Nick Hammonds versus Josh Crawford. There are many others that are on that card. For all the information on uh, NWA Smoky Mountain, you can go to www.nwasmokymountain.com. Uh, and you'll see some fantastic wrestling there. I, you know, I need to go to this because one of them that she was talking about is in Kingsport, mm-hmm. Tennessee, and that's probably about the same uh, amount of driving time that it took me to get to Concord, about two hours. It's, so probably, I, like NW- right- yeah, it's yeah. probably NWA. They either are in Rogersville or in Kingsport, one of the two. Yeah, it, she mentioned the, the the card that was coming up in Kingsport, and I thought, gee, I would just, you know, drive on down there, and uh, you know, I'm very fortunate that I'm, you know, kind of in the middle of all of this indie wrestling right now. You know, yes, you're, I, you're I'm ge- ge- geographically charmed. I guess, yeah, among other things, yes. Um, uh, Universal Independent Wrestling Saturday, March first. From Temple, Georgia, 8 p.m. bell time, Lady Vixen and Destiny versus Pandora and Nina Monet. We've got Pretty Boy Floyd versus Awesome TC, plus a six-man tag team uh, main event match. And who doesn't love a good six-man tag team? Come on now. There's many That's other right. matches listed. You can uh, Google it. And I wanted to mention this real quick. Trans South Wrestling at the Union County Fairgrounds uh, at Union, South Carolina, on Saturday, March 1st, 7.30 bell time. Uh, the TSW heavyweight champion, the superhuman Pete Casa versus Scotty Matthews with Tom, Thomas Simpson. We're going to have a tag team match. Ricky Morton um, is going to take the – and the Tinka, Oogie Brown from out of town versus – Yay. The hardcore hitman. Say what? Yay. <laughs> I'd like to see this Oogie Brown. I've heard some pretty good stuff about him. Right. Um taking taking on the hardcore hitman Hunter Thompson and Eric Adams. Also in action is gonna be Cauliflower Brown. Wouldn't mind seeing him. Anybody with the name of Cauliflower Brown. Vordell Walker. The king of the mm-hmm. selfie and and previous guest. Cameron Cade, uh, Jet Black, Josh Powers, T.K. Stark, Jackson James, 
Michael Freely, Alex Everinos, Spanish is a little rusty, sorry about that. And, of course, our good friend, Mrs., I mean, Mr. Sleeve, Eric Thompson. Tickets are, advanced tickets are six bucks at the door. They're going to be eight children, um, are six dollars. Uh, looks like a pretty good uh, car to wrestling, uh, Bob. I wish that I lived a little closer to South Carolina. How about you? Yeah, that's, it does sound like a pretty good card. Um, and I've got another good card for you. This is uh, Extreme Rising, uh, presents Springtime Beatdown. This is Saturday, March 1st, from the former ECW Arena. This has a 7 o'clock bell time. World title match, Stevie Richards faces the homicidal, suicidal, genocidal Sabu. Uh, Balls Mahoney and Axel Rotten versus Two Tough Tony and Matt Tremont. Uh, Luke Hawks, former guest of the show, Luke Hawks will be facing uh, Rich the Beast Ortiz. There are many others that are listed on this. And matter of fact, if you go back into our archives, you can hear me giving uh, Extreme Rising a uh, an extreme heat uh, for some of the folks that are on this card. But at any rate, you can check it out at uh, www.extremerising.com. Um, so if you uh, have the chance to uh, to check out that show, you certainly can. I'd like to hear. Luke's thoughts on this because there are several people that are uh, they're on that card, not mentioning any names, Shane Douglas, that uh, he in particular uh, does not care for. So uh, I'll have to uh, I'll have to message Luke and ask him how that event uh, ends up panning out. So that's you know, what we've I'd got. be interested in hearing that as well. What Luke thinks about that because Luke is a pretty straight shooter and uh, doesn't cut any corners or pull any punches when he's telling you something. So that would be interesting. I'd like to be a fly on the wall when all that's going down. Yeah, I would too. He, uh, and folks, you can check this out in our archives in, in Luke Hawks' interview. He, uh, he gave a pretty good story about uh, Shane Douglas and Rob Black. Pretty, <laughs> pretty funny story about, uh, about those yes, two and, 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 his, and his thoughts on, on Shane Douglas, the franchise. I did want to announce, Laura, uh, mm-hmm. we'll go on and announce our guest for next week. Yeah. Our guest for next, yeah. our guest for next week was just on the iPay-Per-View on Sunday. He is also involved uh, in Milestone Wrestling, I believe. Am I correct in that? You are correct. And is he also involved with XWW, Laura? I'm not sure if he is involved with XWW. I do know that he does uh, IWA uh, Mid-South, the same place that uh, Colt Cabana and CM Punk wrestled. As a matter of fact, when he came by Colt's table, he said, you know, hey, alumni, you know, something like that, like, you know, Mm -hmm. has a connection or something. Right. And, well, and the person that we're speaking about is, uh, is Mike Levy will be our guest on uh, next week's show. And the interesting thing about Mr. Levy is that if you're familiar with independent wrestling at all, you are probably familiar with what is known as the Mike Levy incident. Uh, and you can Google that. And we're going to get in depth. We're going to talk about the Mike Levy incident, which happened, excuse me, got choked up, Laura. Which happened? Uh, Mike Levy will do that I, to you. Yeah. Yeah, 
which happened at an IWA Mid-South show. So we're going to talk about that. Uh, we're going to talk about that in depth. And hold on a second. There's I'm a, looking forward oh, to it. Hold on a second. Oh, okay, let's, let's do it. A two eight, you're on with uh, live from the armory. Hey guys. Hey, what's hey. going on? Ah, uh, no mother. Thought I'd call in and say uh, thanks for uh, all the plugs last week and pushing the Bar County boys in the pay per view. Uh, really had lots of fun and uh, just want to see if y'all guys are having a good night. Yeah, we're ab- absolutely having a good good night. On the phone with us is the. Uh, Reigning and defending five dollar heavyweight champion Big Donnie is on the phone. Donnie, we uh, Laura gave a, a, a really good breakdown on the show, and uh, I watched the I pay per view on Monday night. I went on to iSpots dot com and and watched it, and uh, was you saw my post thoroughly entertained, thoroughly entertained. I enjoyed it immensely. I appreciate that very much. Uh, uh, to all the other fans out there that fit around the same thing, yeah, I thought it was a great show. Uh, thank y'all for you know uh, reviewing it, listening, giving us feedback on the show. Uh, uh, I really, really enjoyed my match. Uh, I enjoyed all the fans. Uh, kind of like the, uh, went out there as the usual heel that I am, and uh, you know it's just you know I, I, I like to see the Burke County boys will always be. Even though they're heels, they'll, they'll, they'll be babies, you know, to certain fans. One, one of the things – go ahead, Laura. No, it's like me. I love the Burke County boys. They're, they're my favorites. They, well, that, that, is said, that is said a lot around the Carolina. What the hell is said in Alabama? But, uh, <laughs> and to all the people that say that, you know, we love y'all fans as much as y'all love us. That's one very of, sweet, one Donnie. The, yeah, one of the things that I I did want to say, Donnie, is is that uh, after at the end of your match, after uh, after you're beating Jeff Hart in the uh, two out of three falls match for the title, you walked over to the announce table where Cole Cabana and Marty DeRosa were sitting, and you said something to Cole Cabana. And I know what you said, and anybody that watched the iPay-Per-View knows what you said. But in case any of our fans did miss it, do you want to tell the fans what you told Colt Cabana at the, after that match? I, I I let Colt know to tell his close friend Cliff that, that, that I'm watching and I've not went anywhere. I'm still waiting, you know, you're knocking Kevin's team doors down, you know, I, you know, you know, it just happened. You know, give it time, give it time. Uh, you've got somebody that, if I recall, left you beating bloody, throw a bloody pole up in the corner. And I've never yep. backed down from that. I've always won number two. I know people that want to see number two. Hell, I know a promoter that wants to book number two. So I mean, that's uh, right. So and, and I know that you yep. put it. I know you. Yes, I'm still here. I know that you put it out on the air uh, last week when we had you all on, and I know that you told Cole Cabana. I know you told Marty Derosa. I know you told the world on iPay-Per-View that you haven't gone anywhere. Cliff's not gone anywhere. Why not have 
straight out of Compton too. Call it whatever you will. I, I, I just let it know. I went to the ring against Jeff Hart. I let Jeff Hart know, just like I let the world know. I'm not scared of anybody. Anybody that comes in, you know, thinks you're going to take my place? No, I don't think so. And to anybody out there that wants that thing, tell them because I'm not going to be scared of anybody. I'll face whoever whoever comes along. I mean, yeah, I I can't think of one one person in this business that I'm gonna back down from. I, that's just not me. I've never backed down from anything in my life, and I mean, you know, I've uh, I've had a lot of challenges put in front of me, and I mean, I've just never been one to look the other direction. That's fair enough. That's why you're the chief. That's right. And I'm glad to be the champ, you know. It's got that, uh, it's got that, that belt that has the, uh, that, that huge belt that is, is basically an accomplishment in this business. Although certain people think it's not an accomplishment. I hear, uh, a lot of people say they're more talented. You know, they, they see more talent. They enjoy the shows, fight our shows more than anybody else. And a lot of that has to do with the talent that, that is there. There is some talent there. And uh, those talent don't have their heads up their ass like they do in a lot of other companies. I mean, uh, <laughs> people, without those fans, who are you? You don't get in the ring wrestle by yourself with nobody watching? I mean, I can do that too, but, I mean, yeah, it doesn't serve the same purpose. I mean, I've always given the fans their money's worth. They call for more splashes. I did more splashes. Yeah. You sure I mean, did. Uh, <laughs> but the last one, I actually hit my float over elbow and give everybody a treat. You know. Yes, you did. <laughs> I, I like doing it. You know, whenever I get a chance. So, yeah. Donnie, well, I, I certainly said, appreciate. Uh, Go ahead. There's the guys out there that 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 the businesses went to their heads. They need to just stand back and see, you know, they they need to see that, you know, they used to find autographs. They used to want to be fan-friendly. And now they're just dicks. Right. Woo! Right. No, I, 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 know, I, know, I know several people that are like that in this business, and it's an unfortunate thing because, like you said, without the fans, there 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 is no wrestling. That's true. That's true. Donnie, I, I really thank you. I didn't mean to take up much of y'all's time. I just wanted to thank y'all and, uh, you know, the oh, you... camp just wanted to check in with his fans and uh, tell uh, everybody out there in the wrestling world to um, have a good week. Uh, uh, hope everything goes well. I wish all my wrestling brothers a safe weekend coming up. And, uh, you know, let everybody know, you know, uh, never know what, He's around the corner, so you never know. There may be a Burke County boy there in waiting. So, you know, That's keep right. looking for new uh, intriguing things to come up. Actually, some monster news. But uh, what I think Terry has kind of put that out there a little bit, but it's uh, kind of under wraps for right now. But this is pretty huge. But, uh, and, uh, when, uh, whenever we get the go-ahead, we would like to be the first ones here to, to, to make the announcement. So I will uh, wait for you and Terry 
And uh, I really thank you for calling in tonight, Donnie. Uh, no problem. Thank you all. Love y'all guys. Right, and, thank uh, you, Donnie. Y'all, y'all have a great week. All right, you, you too, too, brother. Yeah, right, bye. Bye. And there goes the uh, $5 wrestling heavyweight champion, Big Donnie, calling in, My thanking bet. us. Your buddy, thanking us for, you know, just doing our jobs. And, you know, we should be thanking him and thanking everybody that was on that card for, for just keeping us entertained. And, uh, you know, we just do what we do, folks. That's what we do. Well, let me share this with you real quick. I would seen on Facebook um, Jordan Castle. He's a friend of mine. He's a, he's a, a younger fellow. He was at uh, $5 Wrestling, and uh, he was wanting to get a picture with Terry, but he had posted, you know, uh, he didn't want to bother Terry because he had heard that Terry had uh, injured his foot. Uh, right. he's, actually, he had heard that Terry had broken his foot, and Terry was like, no, 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 I was fine. You guys come first. You should have come up and, and said something. And, I mean, who else is going to say that, really? You know, you guys come first. And that's the way it is with all the $5 wrestlers, because after the show, they're all out there talking to people. Right. You know, they'll take pictures with you. They'll sit there and talk with you. I don't know where else that you can get that intimate of a setting, you know. I mean, you certainly can't get it in WWE. No, you're not. You're, you're certainly and, not, you know. And, and and you and I both know that, uh, you know, and, and haven't talked to, to several of the guys, you know, are most humble, uh, most mm-hmm. open, uh, will tell you how they feel about things, uh, and and are very professional in the way that they carry themselves. You know, and, and like I said earlier in the program, you know, you can doubt some of the in-ring ability, but you cannot doubt the passion or the commitment that these guys have to the sport of wrestling. In your eyes, or in some folks' eyes, they, mean, they may be nothing more than a $5 joke. But at the end of the day, what they really are is that they are a credit to this sport that we love and we know and we call wrestling um, because of, of, of who they are and what they do. So, you know, I'm not uh, – I'm going to get off my soapbox now, Laura. Uh, right, right, is anything, right. <laughs> is there anything you want to say to the fans before we go? Um, I would just like to thank everybody again for supporting us because without you guys, we're nothing. We're just sitting here talking to one another, um, uh, and which would be fun, but we like to share everything, uh, you know, that we can with you guys and – and give you a first-hand account when we can, and, uh, you know, just thanks a lot. And I had, you know, people come up to me at the show at $5 Wrestling saying, hey, aren't you from Live from the Armory? And I'm like, really? Wow. So, you know, and it was some of the wrestlers that had said that to me, like, yeah, I listen to you all the time. And that is such a huge compliment to have an independent or any wrestler come up to me and say something like that. So we appreciate all the support all the tweets and the texts and the emails and the messages on Facebook. We really appreciate you guys. And we just can't say that enough that we do. And um, just want to say thanks. Yep, absolutely. Uh, Folks, thank you very much for tuning in with us tonight. Uh, If you missed the show, you can always go to iTunes or you can go to Blog Talk Radio uh, and search live from the Armory. And you can find our archive shows. Tonight we had... uh, 
Allie Parker on. We had Stu Stone, both of them from Championship Wrestling from Hollywood. And, of course, our, our main guest tonight was Jesse Bell, uh, Shine Wrestling Star, uh, OVW Star, uh, and, and wrestles for more promotions than I've got fingers on my hands. So if you'd like to uh, go back and check that out, please do so. Folks, we will be back here next week, next Wednesday night, 7 p.m. Eastern time. Our guest next week will be Mike Levy, and we will talk about and get in-depth with him, the IWA Mid-South incident. You don't want to miss this one, folks. This is going to be pretty good. And I will warn you now, if you Google Mike Levy's name or Google Mike Levy incident and watch that video, be prepared to see something that you probably haven't seen before because it is that graphic. Folks, this mm-hmm. is Bunkhouse Bob. Lovely Laura and I, we're calling it a night. And just remember, there is never a bad seat here at the Armory.